With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. the Berkshires to the sound from wherever you live in MLB America. This is inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on major league baseball. Now here's baseball hall of fame voter. Number 76, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker, uh, the understated Rob Parker, but we'll make it through. We do have a good podcast for you. Former NBA guard, Eddie House, who's the biggest baseball fan going. We're going to get some of his insight. Plus, Jason Beck, who covers the Detroit Tigers for MLB.com. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. My goodness. I mean, I know we talk about the Yankees a lot on the podcast, but it's hard not to. I mean, Wednesday, they beat the Oakland A's 5-3, to three, and they continue to build this incredible record and lead in the AL East. They've won 56 games already. And as you look, the Yankees also did something in in doing so. Judge hit his major league leading 29th home run in that game. And Giancarlo Stanton hit a go-ahead three-run home run. And uh, Stanton has now had his last six hits have all been home runs. Who does that? And the the blast by those two guys gave the Yankees 57 home runs in June, eclipsing the previous mark of 56 set by the 2016 Orioles and the 2019 Braves. So they're on a torrid uh, 
uh, home run hitting uh, streak for this franchise. We know they're called the Bronx Bombers for a reason. But right now, I don't know what what are the Yankees not doing. I mean, they're pitching. They don't even have. They're they're even missing Heraldus Chapman. Their closer hasn't pitched in a while, and they're still rolling and winning and uh, continue to impress. So the Bronx Bombers are indeed the Bronx Bombers in 2022. Number two. Okay, I'm going to admit it. I was wrong. I, I was wrong. Justin Verlander is back. I, I, I wasn't sure. He missed last year. He was injured, uh, you know, a long recovery. And uh, Justin Verlander is the man with the Astros. There's a reason that they have the second best record in the American League. Justin Verlander off to an impressive 10 and three start, a 2.03 ERA, uh, beat the Mets on Wednesday and continues to pitch big time baseball. I mean, we know Justin Verlander has all the makings and the numbers to be a Hall of Fame pitcher, but, uh, I really didn't think he would get back to this, um, plateau and would be pitching this well. Uh, but, but he is. And it's hard to look, uh, at the Astros and not think that they have their ace pl- pitching as well as possible. And Verlander has the, uh, Astros in the hunt. They are not out of the hunt of anything with him at that top of the rotation. So Justin Verlander, I never thought he would get back to being the Justin Verlander of old, but my goodness, so far he's been incredible. Number three. What? We're seeing something we never saw before. His name is O'Neal Cruz. Have you seen this guy for the Pittsburgh Pirates? He's a 6'7 shortstop. What? A 6'7 shortstop? This guy is unbelievable. He is electric. He's another one of those players you can't take your eyes off. Uh, He runs the bases. He's fast as all get out. Not only that, he has an unbelievable arm. He throws the ball like a pitcher, like he throws that hard. And he's even faster than Tyreek Hill. Is that, that, that's not possible. But, but that's what, you know, when, when you talk about this, this kid and this new prospect, he's six foot seven, the same height as Aaron Judge. And he throws as hard as, as Max Scherzer. I mean, the tallest shortstop in baseball history. And he's electric. And the Pirates, my goodness, they should be thrilled to have him. He's a fan favorite of mine already and just got to the big leagues. Uh, so there you go. Hits the ball hard. He does everything and, uh, We'll see how this guy, uh, you know, as he as he goes around Major League Baseball and makes the adjustment as a rookie player. But I'm excited about O'Neal Cruz. You should be too. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast former NBA guard 
Eddie House, who grew up in the Bay Area. Of course, Ricky Henderson was his favorite player and the Oakland A's, his favorite team. Eddie, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me talk a little baseball. No doubt. I know you love the game. That's why I love having you on the podcast every year. Um, let's get going in the National League West. And, you know, everybody expected the Dodgers to be great with that lineup and, and roster. But you got how impressed are you with the Padres? No tattoos all year. Machado's currently hurt. And Eddie coming into Wednesday, they have more wins than the Dodgers. Yeah, that's that's surprising with with those guys being hurt, but they they got pitching, you know, and 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 pitching trumps a lot of things, you know. You got guys out there that that's willing to dealing and pitching and able to get out there and give you and hold guys uh, uh, down. You know, got Darvish and Manaya Manaya last night against the Diamondbacks. I want to say through six, he only had a one hitter going. It was six nothing before you know it. And if you could hold teams down, low low runs, don't allow them to get runs early in games. You can if you manufacture runs. It seems like these the, the pitching staff for the Padres kind of settles in, gets comfortable, and and they keep the other team at bay. So I think the pitching is the big thing for for the for the Padres right now. That's holding everything down, and it's going to get scary when Tatis and them come back. It, it it definitely is. I think if you're Tatis and your uh, management, there's no rush, right? Would you you don't have to rush Tatis back? They're in the race. They didn't fall out of it, right? No, you don't. You don't rush him back. But then again, if he's ready and he's ready to rock, I say you you let him rock. You know, and and maybe you monitor him. You know, and do maybe pull what the NBA does. You know, some low management for him. You know, to let him get out there, get some games, and let him right. sit for some games to see how see how it does. You know, and make sure that oh, you play a couple games, we can sit a couple games. Okay, you're fine, and we can start building up that way. You don't have to jump right into the everyday. But as a competitor, I'm quite sure that he's not trying to hear that. If once he's ready to go, he's going to hit the ground running. Speaking of uh, being impressed, the uh, Yankees are off to a unbelievable start. They won again on Wednesday. They beat your Oakland A's. Uh, we saw Stanton and Judge each hit home runs. but And they're now 56-20, and 20, Eddie, a 737 winning clip. But has it been the hitting or pitching that's more surprising about the Yankees? It's probably a combination of both. But, I mean, I think they've just been been really, really good at the plate. And then that's like everybody. You know, they they manufacture runs. They hit home runs. Um, you know, they could get on base with with singles here. You know, you got guys getting doubles, extra base hits, and all that type of stuff. So, I'm – Really, the Yankees, I mean, it's not a surprise. You know, when you go out and you spend money, you should be good. You know, when you go out and put money out there for to field a really good baseball team because you are able to acquire players because you have the money or you have the capital and you're willing to use the capital to put out the best product that you can, it's not surprising at all. The Yankees are there every single year. The thing with me is it's teams that always jump out, right? Yep. This is the one thing. Do you jump out early, you, and did you waste a lot of those wins and a lot of that good baseball playing at that particular time? A lot of that, because we've seen teams that won, you know, 90-some games, and then at the end of the season, they really don't have it. So I, it's, it's a slippery slope when you talk about baseball because it's an everyday grind, and it's a real, real grind, you know? And you're talking about the summer, the rigors of the summer, being out there in the heat. Um, but 
I'm the, I, I know what the the Yankees are constantly going to be in talks as long as they spend. That wallet is open, and they're going to spend, and they're going to make sure they feel a great product out there. I wish the A's would do the same thing, but obviously they have two different budgets. Uh, uh, speaking of spending, I mean Adam, I mean uh, Aaron Judge, I should say, bet on himself. Didn't take that two hundred and thirteen million dollar contract extension, and he looks like the hands down MVP in the American League. And he bet on himself, Eddie, and he's balling out. Well, a lot of guys bet on themselves when they understand their abilities, right? Um, if you know what you bring to the table and you feel like you're getting shortchanged for what you bring to the table, you're not trying to play on a discount. And that's not to discredit $213 million, because that ain't no discount by a stretch. But for what he can get, you know, moving forward, if he continues this pace and where he's playing, that would be a significant discount to what he will be getting at the end of this season. So I love seeing guys bet on themselves, believing in themselves and able to go out and do it um, and, and prove it. So, you know, all credit to him with, with staying with it and believing in himself, in himself. I mean, come on, Rob, you know how many times have you bet on yourself and won? Yep. You know, it's like it's the best feeling in the world. No doubt about it. Um, our guest is Eddie House, former NBA guard, baseball lover, uh, joining us here on the podcast. How about the uh, Los Angeles Angels? They coming into Wednesday, Eddie, 36 and, and 41. Of course, they had that terrible 14-game losing streak. It cost Joe Madden his job. Are they the most disappointing team in baseball thus far? Behind my age, uh I would say, yeah, because I'm an A's fan. But really, in the totality of it, you have to say, yeah, because they have two superstars over there. And that franchise is not doing by, right by those two superstars and surrounding them with players to be um, competitive. They should be on competitive on a competitive team. They're in a market, L.A., yeah, you are – Almost the, you, you are the Clippers to the Lakers, right? When, when you say the, the Dodgers doing to it, the yep. Angels, right? You're, you're the Clippers – to the Lakers. So regardless, you see what the, what did the Clippers do? The Clippers say, hey, we're going to go get stars. We're going to make this team competitive. We're going to start, we you know, we're going to get a guy that's going to have us here as, as far as a manager or slash coach. We're going to have a guy that's going to have pushing, he's going to have cachet when he comes in, and guys are going to believe in him. We're going to put players around our stars to make us competitive. And that's just not happening. And, and I feel so bad for Mike Trout because – fantastic player, one of the greatest players I think to ever play this game, to be honest with you, with what he can do, hit for average, hit for power, um, RBIs, and the way he can feel. I, I, and that's a guy that I would pay to go see him. When I do get a chance to see him, I will. And I went one game, and he wasn't playing, and I was totally upset because right. I had no idea that he was sitting out that game. He was low management, <laughs> and I was kind of upset about it. But at the same time, I understand and then they got Otani. I mean, a guy that is box office in itself, um, as well as Mike Trout. To me, they're doing a disservice to the Angels, to the city of Los Angeles, and to all of those fans because they're not putting something behind that. You know, you have two cornerstones, two pieces that that are great, that are fantastic players. That you should be better than what you are, and it, it's a shame. Who would you say right now just is your favorite player in the majors? To watch and the majors right now, my favorite player. I still, I'm still a Mike Trout fan, but you know what? Uh, Mookie Betts for the Mookie Dodgers. Betts has uh, moved up um, as my favorite player. Man, I think he just 
and he wore the number 52. I think that's what drew me to him, too. I was like, man, he wearing the same. We got the same number, and he out there balling. I got to roll with him. So, like, I love Mike Trout. I love everything that he does. Um, right. But I think I got to go with Mookie Betts. That's not that's not a bad choice. Just got to get him back on the field. Uh, last thing, Eddie, let me ask you about the Astros. They have the second best record in the American League. Are you shocked that Dusty Baker has them back in the mix? A lot of people thought, you know, Correa left, that there was a changing of the guard. You remember Verlander was out, but he's back, mm-hmm. pitching lights out. Are you surprised how good the Astros are? No, not at all. Come on, Rob, think about it. Everywhere Dusty Baker has been, he has won. He just hasn't won the one, right? Right. And that's the only knock on him, but he's always there. And if you keep knocking on the door, you keep getting there, you keep getting to the doorstep, you keep pounding on the door, before you know it, that door is going to end up opening. And so he always has his team ready to play. He always has a good team and and a team that buys into him. I don't think that we've heard anything. I I haven't. Um, You know, you might have heard some things, but I've never heard anything negative about uh, the managing style. No, no. I think he always gets the best of his players um, wherever he has been. Be it had Cincinnati at, at the time had Cincinnati playing well. You, you looked at when he was uh, in San Francisco at them playing well. Um, yeah. When he went to Chicago, they were playing well, and now he, you know, he's in, with the Astros. I mean, to me, that just shows he's a really, really good uh, manager. And what he's going to do is always have his players ready to play, uh, the right game plan. They'll be motivated. So I'm not surprised at all. Last thing. Your Oakland A's, the team you grew up rooting for, still root for, will uh, have you come to the realization that they're not that they're going to leave? You keep hearing the overtures to Las Vegas. You guys lost the Raiders to Las Vegas. Are are you there? That you just know it's a foregone conclusion? Yeah, I believe so. I, I thought that they were going to get a deal done at Jack London, and they were have a, a ballpark very similar to what's going on in San Francisco. Um, I think it's called Oracle Park now in San Francisco where the Giants play where right. there will be the water. Like, I, I think left field was going to instead of right field leading to the water it was going to be left field leading to the water and um, for whatever reason I don't know what happened with those talks but um, when you start looking at the t- uh, when you start asking for public funding to help that you're never going to get it in a city that's not going to vote for that because everybody's struggling and they're not going to put an extra nickel, extra dime, uh, anything towards taxes, extra taxes. They're not trying to pay no extra money for anything, right? Because right. they like, we don't have it. So we definitely don't care about the ballpark and a lot of people aren't baseball fans. You know, some people are just like, Dan, that's what we're paying taxes for to try to get this new stadium. Nah, I'm voting no for that. So I think that it's almost inevitable. You know, and seeing the move to to Oakland, I mean, excuse me, from Oakland to Las Vegas for the Raiders, then looking at the the transition for the Warriors from Oakland to San Francisco, I think it's inevitable. And it's so sad because, like, that is a landmark that has been there my whole life. And eventually, I say 20 years from now, once they leave, they're going to demolish that and there'll be Mm. uh, either a shopping center or there'll be apartment buildings there and there'll be no history of all the stuff that Rick Berry did that, uh, you know, Al Addos did um, that you look at the run TMC and that particular arena. Then you looked over there where the Raiders will play and all the greats that came through there. And then you also talk about the baseball team and, you know, Reggie Jackson's to yep. uh, Ricky Anderson's to 
Dave Stewart, to all of the guys that played there, the Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire. I mean, we could go down a list, Catfish Hunters, and we could go on and on and on about the history that has happened in that ballpark, and that would be demolished. And I'm thinking that in 20 years, you'll drive by there, and there will be no remnants of that actually happen. And people will grow up not even knowing that greatness happened right there where all those things are going to be built. Well said, Eddie. No doubt about it. That's the sad part. His name is Eddie House, baseball fan, former NBA guard. We appreciate you joining the podcast. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? The Dodgers have been the class of the National League since oh, about 2013. Consistently the league's best offense, league's best pitching staff, and so on. So it's pretty rare when you find someone who truly gets their goat, but such was the case Monday night in Denver, of all places, where the Rockies' Chad Cool tossed a three-hit shutout against L.A., the first of his career, only the 27th individual shutout all-time at Coors Field, and the first time a pitcher has shut out the Dodgers in six years. Well, that segues me into talking about... Game score. Game score is a metric devised by the legendary Bill James to rate pitcher effectiveness. 
It has a system of pluses and minuses to create a score where 50 is average and 100 is considered legendary. Start with 50 points, then add a point for each out. Two for each inning completed after the fourth. One point for a strikeout, minus one for a walk, minus two for a hit allowed, minus four for an earned run, and so on and so forth. For reference, the best ever game score in a nine-inning game, Kerry Wood's 20-strikeout performance back in 1998, earning Wood a 105. Now, Cool's game score in his shutout at Coors Field was 86, the best game score against the Dodgers in four years, and tied for the best ever by a Rockies pitcher against L.A. The best game score of any pitcher this year? No, not Otani or Kershaw or Verlander. Tyler Malley of the Reds, whose 12 strikeout, three hit shutout of Arizona on June 14th, earned him a 93. Just proof that anybody can be a hero, if only for one day. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast a friend of mine, Jason Beck, who has covered the Detroit Tigers for 20 years. He works for MLB.com. What's up, Jason? Welcome to the podcast. Rob, how's it going? Man, I am doing great. You know, a little scratchy voice, but uh, we'll get through it. And I do want to check in, Jason, on the Tigers Definitely, they played better last year. People thought that they were going to be able to play closer to 500 or even over it last after last season. But they're 28 and 45 coming into Wednesday's action at a day game against the uh, Giants. What's gone wrong here with the Tigers? Haven't yet. I mean, plain and simple. You can you can really boil it down to that. The pitching. You know, the pitching has been injury-prone on the starting side, but the bullpen, ironically, after all these years, they they might have their best collection of relievers that they've had in the time that I've covered them. You know, a nice mix of veteran guys and young arms. It's really a good group that's got that's had very few leaps to, to try to hold. So uh, they just... They have consistently struggled to score runs. It's gotten better lately with the arrival of Riley Green and with some other guys starting to claw their way out of some really deep early slumps. But a whole lot of guys who hit last year just have not hit this season. Let, let's go. Let's go there, Jason. And Javi Baez was the big free agent signing. People were excited in Detroit. Um, but coming into Wednesday, 216, seven home runs, 25 RBIs. He's been a bust. There was a chance, you know, Carlos Correa was out there. The Twins got him for just three seasons and, and didn't break the bank. Um, what's wrong with Javi Baez? I mean, Javi is, is generally the same, at least the same type of hitter that he's been for years. You know, he, he's always been streaky. He's always been strikeout prone. He's always been prone to chase. I think, you know, the story has changed a little bit on the pitches he's struggling against. You know, he was a guy who a couple years ago really struggled against fastballs, and now it's been more about chasing sliders well off the plate, sometimes in the other batter's box. But he's kind of always been that hyper-aggressive hitter who's prone to feast or famine stretches. And... Just the first two and a half months really was one large famine. 
it really was like watching a, an offensive drought. And it just seemed like, you know, there was a little bit of dealing with the pressure of having to be the guy in Detroit. Uh, there was a little bit of the adjustment to a new team. Um, I would imagine the contract certainly has to be present in his mind, no matter how much a guy says that they don't think about it. When it's your first very big contract like that, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to ignore. So I, I think that all plays into a situation that, that has admittedly been tough for him. And, and keep in mind, and you know this, Rob, it, you know, he's not somebody who played in Detroit a whole lot as a visiting player. And it can be an adjustment for guys to get used to. There are players who've been around the league for a long time who think they know about Detroit and don't really know the dynamics of it, both as a city and especially as a sports town. And it can be a really tough place for a struggling player. And sometimes guys don't realize that until they're committed here and it's too late. And I think there might be some of that going on with Javi. Our guest is Jason Beck. He covers the Detroit Tigers for MLB.com. Speaking of that, there were some crowds earlier in the year, which I could not believe how poor the attendance was. I know, I know, having worked there, and you know, having worked there for many years, you know, once school is out, the crowds pick up in Detroit and they become bigger and better, and the summer's kicked in. Has attendance improved in Detroit? It has improved some. Uh, it has not come, you know, it's not gone to like the days of when they were contending. And, and it's a reflection of just, I, I think, the way this this team has struggled and the fact that Miguel Cabrera has gotten his major milestones. And there's not really that chase to follow right now, either in a division race or in a statistical category. Now, we'll see uh, as the team gets better and as some of these younger players become more identifiable, whether that improves. I, I do sense that there's been a buzz about Riley Green, at least among you know the, the, uh, the more passionate baseball fans. But, you know, it has admittedly, and I, I think the Tigers have admitted this, it's been a struggle to, to get people out, and they've tried to become creative with trying to draw fans out to the ballpark. And, you know, as they play better, it's become a more entertaining product. But you've got to get them out there first, and that requires some buzz. Before we get to Riley Green, and I do want to talk about him, Miguel Cabrera, you talked about it. He got the 3,000 hits. He's got his 500 home runs. This year, coming into Wednesday, batting 299, just three home runs, 24 RBIs. Where is Miggy, and is the power gone? Uh, is there a chance he could get to 20 or 25 home runs? I mean, three home runs, and here we are about to touch July. Is is the power dead? Well, I think we're seeing a different style of hitter in Miggy, really ever since he got to 500 homers, honestly, is that we're seeing a guy who's more of a hitter who will spray line drives around the field and who's become really adept at hitting the ball towards the defensive weak spots, whether it's open spaces or spots where he thinks he can get a ball by a defender. Um, in some ways, at least for, for a writer like me, it's kind of fun to watch because you can kind of see his mind working. Um, it's not as exciting for fans as, as the old Mickey was, but you know, 
maybe aged out of that phase a, a few years ago, really. Um, but I think when you get that image out of your head and you take Mickey for who he is right now, which is a 39 year old hitter, you know, in his 20th major league season, I think there is a little bit of beauty in the, what he's doing here. He's got a real chance to hit 300. Um, is he going to hit 20 homers? No, that, that's not going to happen. You know, I, he might get to double digits, although, you know, we're, we're just about at the halfway point now, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But we're seeing the guy who's, you know, or somebody his age that hit 300, and he's got doubles power, and he's got the ability to hit in the clutch. You know, I think the Tigers will take that at this point from him after years of struggling to keep him on the field. And then, you know, for those of us who remember 2018 and 2019, you know, keeping him productive. This is the, this is the modern version of the productive making. And uh, we, we've seen the way hitters age sometimes as they get to 40, and there are worse ways to age than this. All right, last thing. We've mentioned him a couple times. Riley Green who uh, is a left-handed batting uh, center fielder and thrower, first-round pick, fifth overall, 2019. Um, in his 32, first 32 at-bats, batting 281, uh, no home runs, a couple RBIs. Tell us about him. How good can this guy be, and is he the future in Detroit? I think he's the future in Detroit. He could be the face of the franchise going forward, even more so than Torque. Uh yeah, you know, there's this, you know, there's a charisma about him. There's a presence. There's a level of confidence. And there's an athleticism there. Um, you know, he's not like an elite athlete. He, he'll admit that. You know, he's, he's not a bird on the bases, but he's the type of guy. He's not going to hit like 40 home runs in the season, but he's the type of guy who does just about everything well and can play as he's shown over the past week or so a pretty darn good center field and the Tigers would take that. You know, sometimes we struggle with player comps for these guys. And you hesitate to set too high expectations on guys, but you know, I look at him and I see you know, in some ways, at least in style, I see a little bit of Curtis Granderson. You know, Grandy was, was, was kind of like that, you know, especially in his early years. And yeah, I think, you know, even with the personality, too, I think Riley has a chance to be that type of presence here. And as you remember, Rob, Curtis was incredibly popular in Detroit. Yes. There might have been a stretch where he was the most popular athlete here in, in the city, and that's saying an awful lot. But, you know, I, I think Riley, you know, given the way he doesn't seem to shy away from the spotlight, he doesn't seek it, but he's not afraid of it. And he doesn't seem to wilt under pressure. I think he has a chance to be, you know, pretty special here. All right. His name is Jason Beck from MLB.com. Hey, Jason, thanks for uh, joining us. We appreciate you. I'll see you in Detroit, my friend. Absolutely. We'll save a seat in the press box for you, Rob. If you're uh, right and you're ripping. You know it, my man. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Take care. Bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 1,550 why baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL. 
Teams don't move. There's a great stability in baseball. I mean, there just is. And I know it looks like baseball is helping the Oakland A's escape Oakland and move on to Las Vegas. They're even waiving relocation money and all that stuff. And you go, why is baseball doing that? It's not fair to take the team away from Oakland. But we heard from Eddie House uh, earlier in the in the podcast, and people just don't go, and it, and they haven't gone for a long time. But this is not baseball; it's not part of their DNA to do this. Only one team, think about this, has relocated in the last fifty years. Just one, two thousand five, when the Montreal Expos moved from Canada to uh, Washington, D.C. That was it. So baseball has a track record that it's not in the business of relocating teams. Let's go to the NBA. Since 2001, four teams have moved, right, in the NBA. The last being the Brooklyn Nets from New Jersey in 2012. So teams move around in the NBA. In the NFL, Since 2016, there have been three teams that moved. The Rams, the Chargers, both moved to Los Angeles. And the Raiders, in 2020, moved to Las Vegas. So they have three teams that have moved since 2016, and baseball's had only one team relocate since uh, in 50 seasons. So it says a lot. And if baseball's trying to help DAs, it's for a good cause because, uh, maybe Oakland just isn't a major league city anymore. I know it's hard to say that, but it's probably true. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride 
the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.